We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Always fun when we get a chance to talk to nationally known child psychologist, Dr. Anthony Rayo. Good morning, Dr. Rayo. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yes, excited about that. Um, Always love talking to you as we find our way through this pandemic. And today I'm wondering, can we talk about just how people are so worried about the future and that, that it just feels like there's like this fatigue that is going along with everything and maybe feeling hopeless at times and maybe how we can look at the glass being half full a little bit more? Yeah, I'm really, really glad you're going there and actually saying the word hopeless because, you know, we don't even want to sometimes say these words, you know. It's how are we going to help our kids during these, you know, dark and challenging times. But, you know, if, if we just acknowledge it a little bit and then we have a couple of strategies, uh, we can actually control how we perceive everything. We can get ourselves, and especially our kids, uh, out of this. You know, we are trying so hard, right, to... Uh, you know, I keep on hearing the word like, when's it going to be normal again? <laughs> right? mm-hmm. um, yeah. One step forward, several back, falling. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's really hard. And, and so the future, right, is our way of assessing, like, where am I going to be? What do I decide? What's in my, you know, next days or months or years ahead? And that's like an assessment you make at any moment, but with, a, with so much uncertainty. And that's like the word we keep on hearing. It's, it's the uncertainty. You know, if you have a predictable world, right? We remember what mm-hmm. that was like at one point. Yeah. You know, even when it was sometimes buzzing and crazy and moving fast, but it's, but it's at least somewhat predictable. You know, the infrastructure is in place. It feels, then you can plan. And I think, you know, as much as we worry about our younger kids, um, I think what I'm finding uh, is that this is really hitting those young adults that sort of like very late teens or people throughout their 20s, maybe even early 30s. This is a group that we're starting to see is seriously overwhelmed right now, more than what we may be feeling, because they're just starting out to launch themselves into a real future as adults, mm-hmm. and looking at the landscape, and they're thinking like, I, look at the obstacles, or will there even be all this available for me? 
they don't have any way. So, so I've been working with lots of parents, and and when I talk to you know my clients in their twenties or early thirties, I say, you know, you you've got to get out of this future thinking mode right now. And uh, what a lot of people don't know, and is that we actually spend normally about thirty to fifty percent of our waking day trying to think about the future. That's what the studies show. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It's like, you know, given, yeah, given a moment, you just sort of your mind wanders, hypothesizes, wants to figure out next steps. Hey, that works great. You know, that's what makes us as humans so special and amazing. (laughs) I wouldn't do that now (laughs) because (laughs) you have to make an assessment of like, well, what's the chances I could actually do that? Well, Mm -hmm. not so good. You know, so that's sort of the first thing is realize it is a natural part of how our brain works. It's a good thing to want to think about the future. We're we're future-oriented creatures, but you have control over this. If you're aware of it, you pull yourself out of that. You get yourself into some activity where you can lose yourself. I don't care what it is. Go to little details. Do small things. Get into physical movement. Do whatever it takes. You know, in fact, that's what mindfulness is about. It's sort of like just a sort of like in a flow and not judging and just living in moment. Train your mind away from that. But when it comes to these young people, you know, how you imagine how hard that is for them. Yeah, so exactly. Hard. So is the strategy to temper your expectations? I'm trying to decode your strategy here with how to work for someone that's 21, new apartment and just trying to look forward. What should they do? Yeah, no, uh, great. Uh, going on the idea of expectations in, in cognitive psychology and therapies, what we do is we, we sort of bring those expectations out because those are the things, you know, under the surface that are really wreaking havoc. I should be able to do this. It has to be this way. So, you know, we ask people to, like, listen to their own language or that voice in their head that just says, you know, I'm not good enough. It should be better. By now, I should this. I compare myself to all these people I see on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing as well. And those are expectations, Nick. Right there are your expectations that are getting you in trouble because then you're like, I can't keep up. And, and by the way, everybody feels that because we have this unrealistic view of everything. So this is really another way of saying Let's all just get real, you know, Uh, during great times, good times, it's okay for us to sort of pretend we're better than we are or move faster and try harder. And this is not the best time to be doing that. You can have your moments of like personal success and wins. Those are great. Celebrate them. But this is really the time for people to just sort of let me do small things and be very appreciative and happy of what I have now. And and there's one other thing, if I could fit it in about you know, what should we be doing with young people? You know, if you have kids in that age range, you know, they're heading to college level or age or they're thinking of working or moving out, if at all possible, or they want to get their lives going, but they're stuck at home. You know, you don't you can't tell them how to think. Right. You know, you can't right. tell them what to do. That's just going to backfire. Right. Um you can show them, though, resilience. You know, we hear a lot about resilience, like, can I teach my kids resilience? You really can't teach it quickly, but you can show them how it works. And, and, and what I think is good is in a very simple, non-judgmental ju- way, you just say, you know, there was a time when I was incredibly scared. There was a time when I was unbelievably confused. You know, I remember 9-11, how frightening that was and how weird it was for so long. Or, you know, the Great Recession, you know, how many people uh, fell down and we lost during that time. And, you know, there were, there were times in our lives, too, 
And, and it was so hard. And just by sharing that, you don't have to have a lesson in there or a lecture. They're looking at you and they're realizing, okay, okay, so I can adjust the expectation. It's okay, you know. Everybody goes through this. But remember, this age group really didn't go through any of that. It's, it's, a, it's a group of people, now young adults or heading into adulthood, who haven't incurred anything significant in terms of like world events. And I, and I think by just sharing that, they, they get to see that, okay, um, I'll, I'll be okay. I, I think that's what we have to do. You can't tell them to toughen up. It's so hard because... You want to take care of your 20-something kids, yet in our own lives, there's uncertainty and there's stress and there's everything going on to the heads of households that are trying to keep the house together. There's been a lot of job loss and financial insecurity now, et cetera, et cetera. So you're trying to stay strong in your own life and then to have to worry about somebody who's, you know, one of your children. I think that can be tough for people to have that compassion when they're in their own stress. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think it's so hard staying strong for others. You feel it's your obligation. You feel it's the right thing to do for your kids. You don't want them to worry, right? But in the meantime, right. they're, they're picking it up. They, they know. This is an interesting time where parents are, you know, experimenting a little bit with, like, how real can I be with the kids? And again, maybe we say, look, there are going to be times when, when I can't handle things. I'm going to get overwhelmed. And I don't want you to be too scared. But, you know, let me give you something you can do to feel masterful and help me. And I think this is a great time to, to ask of kids to do things. It may be a hug. It may be make me a drawing. It may be, hey, could you just you know, do a little of the heavy lifting around here? It means so much to me. You know, in, in my office, which I haven't seen for several months, I right. can tell you the numbers of, of, of kids that, you know, had, you know, the low self-esteem and they were fragile or they were phobic or just, and, and I realized that they were in a world where their parents were always trying to make them feel better and better and it's okay. And I would ask them sometimes for help and I would do it something like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be seeing a lot of kids just like you over these next months coming up, can you teach me what this is like? I want to listen to you. I want you to explain to me. And, and have you ever tried anything that works for you? And I put mm-hmm. them into the role of, of, of mastery. You know, I, I, I sort of like switch the, the chairs, if you will. And, and I think that engages them to think less fearfully and more with resilience. Hmm. I, you know, those, those are great ways to help. As This is just, are you worried about the younger generations going through this? I, I am. I am. You know, in the beginning, I think you may have asked me at some point, you know, a question about that. You know, we all thought this was just going to be to the fall, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and then I was like, no, I'm not that worried. Kids are really, really resilient. Um, I'm worried most about that sort of middle school to high school age. And I'm worried about them if they're more introverted or they're stuck a little bit more on just, you know, virtual worlds, about them sliding back with just the sheer exposure of being outside the house, bumping up against other kids, dealing with the hallways, the classrooms, Mm -hmm. the teachers, should I put up my hand today or not kind of thing. The other kids who are a little bit more extroverted, comfortable in their own skin, have a little bit of, you know, self-confidence to spare. Um, are finding ways to, to manage this. But it is that other group I'm concerned about, as well as kids who have learning issues. So, so again, it's, it's more of the vulnerable kids 
who went into this starting at that level that I'm more concerned about as this thing goes. And we're looking at a really, it's going to feel quite long this winter. And, and we've got to get ourselves, you know, to spring and then we'll have a lot more information. We'll be further along with potential vaccines and treatments. And we're, you know, there's so much hope just right out there, but we're taking a second or third or fourth hit along the way. And this is going to really test us all out. I do think though, when it's all settled, you're going to see something, you know, much like we did with, you know, kids who went through World War II and the Blitz and survivors of camps and all horrible things. This unbelievable human element of, of, uh, of you know, just this wonderful uh, strength that emerges out of these types of things. I think we're going to see some amazing things in this young group of people because of what we're going through. I you know, agree I with that. We didn't have to, but I, but I think that's going to happen. Hundred percent. I think we are building stronger people because you, you know, you face adversity and you use some great examples there. People I know that have gone through that stronger people because of it. So, you know, that old phrase and as morbid as it is, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Uh, that might really apply here with this, just not so dramatically. That's right. And we were a bit fragile going into this. At least the kids were. You know, we were used to having everything done for us and it all worked out. We had to work really super hard, but it was stuff just for us. You know, our scores. Can I get into college? How do I look? And it was all about me. And I think we're having a major we're seeing it even nationally and politically um, sort of a move from me, what I need, what I want to we have communities and we have, you know, we live among others. And I think that this generation of kids already gets that. And I think they're going to carry us forward into that. And I, th- I think that's incredibly optimistic. I, and, and I think we've, we've relearned family. I mean, you know, all, all terrible things aside, everybody had to go back to home because yeah. of the situation. And I think people relearned how to be a family, whether they liked it or not. Simple. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And simple is, well, we deal with each other again. You know, we, yeah. we realize like we, we, uh, it's all we have is each other. There was and no escaping we have these it. Moments. Uh-huh. Yeah. We have these moments in there and it's like, and we hold on to them and then we create rituals. I mean, there were very few rituals, like in terms of a family, you know, it's like you couldn't get enough people at a table at once. I can't tell you many families right. coming in with that complaint. You know, they went off here, they were on a game, they, the, the teen is out late and well, we're going to have at least, you know, Sunday family dinners, one of the parents or someone would say, and, and that didn't always happen. And today, I think there's this security of knowing these are the people that actually are the most important to me right now, and my friends, and my relatives, and my community. Like, I'm starting to really appreciate the humanness of everything, rather than the things and the things that distract me and make me feel good for just a minute. You know, and I'm, I'm not going to be able to give it the props that it needs, but there's, and I'm sure you've heard of it, there's like this Chinese proverb, a story of a man where he has good things and bad things happen in his life. And people will say, oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. And he's like, well, maybe it is, or maybe it isn't. And then something really bad happens. And he's like, well, maybe it's bad, maybe it's not. And it's all perspective because you never know when this thing, COVID happens, maybe we come out on the other side with enlightenment and a new way to live life the right way, maybe, or a better way. I mean, that is a description right there of resilience, which is the thing you're about to go into or the job you couldn't get or you lost or the, this, this really tough moment will test you, stress test you in ways you, you're not really prepared for. It is out of that stress and 
opportunities, doors, if you will, that appear that we have to make decisions on. And, and, and it is, it, we are, you know, in a lot of ways, we forge ourselves during these moments when we have to make decisions that really matter. And, and they may be small little decisions here or there, but, but that's how we build our strength. So, yeah, absolutely. The, yep. it, is, it is actually the tough stuff that ultimately defines us. I mean, you know, the good stuff's wonderful, but there are those little rewards along the way. Exactly. I, you know, I could talk to you all day. You know that already, though. <laughs> we appreciate your time today. Thank you for talking to us. It was a real pleasure. Stay well, guys, okay? Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Dr. Anthony Rayo, psychologist and author. His book is The Power of Agency. Um, If you've heard this and you've gotten something from it, remember you can always go to radio.com and listen to this interview again and get those tips that Dr. Rayo shares with us each and every Friday morning. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 